0: In Bura, when discussing the halachas of the seder, the mechaber says that you're supposed to deck the table with kelim noim. supposed to put out on the seder table all of your finery, all the best dishes and the silverware and the silver and the bechers, everything should be gleaming and fancy and really as beautiful as possible. And the Shemura says that even though, generally speaking, throughout the year, we try not to be gaudy, we try not to put out all of our goods and make sure to be a little bit more tsenua, less ostentatious, but on Seder night there's an Indian to be marbe, bekelem noem, in order to be mahader, in order to show that we're b'nei chayrin. And then he brings a Maril. The Maril is one of the early Rishaynim from, from Germany. The maril, this Maril always stuck out in my mind. Every year whenever I learn these halachas, the Maril is always one of those highlighted sections in the Mishnah Burah that there's something there. The Maril says, or it brings down the Minig of the Maril. Apparently the Maril was somebody who lent money. He was maybe a you know moneylender on the side, and a lot of times um, a uh, a guy would borrow money from him, and they would give him a mashkin. There would be mashkinos. There would be collateral, maybe a gold watch, maybe a becher, maybe whatever it may be, and the maril would have these in his possession. And Moshavur brings that whenever he had these mashkainos, these kelim of the nachrim, kelim naim, loihoya mishdamish bam beshum pam, he would never touch them. They would be in a safe. They would be in a private room. He would not get anywhere near. It's a mashkin. We don't touch them. Rak be pesach only on pesach. Chaya min hagay lahasim meisam al shulcha miyucha l'shamesh l'sameach b'riasim. On Pesach, the Maril used to bring them out of the safe, out of the closet, and put them on a table, a special table. These are the mashkeynes, of the gayim, that they gave me. And this would be misameach, the Maril, When he saw them, this would be a of his simchas yantiv. The berhetiv has a whole discussion about the halachic Permission. Of the maril to do such a thing, mechatesi are allowed. It's a social How do you have the right to use somebody else's kalim? And the berhetiv says that mistamba the ga'im didn't really—they weren't machbit about it—and he didn't really put them on the seder table. He put them on a side table. Be that as it may, there's something here. The teres There's something that the that we could learn here from the maril. It's a funny thing, it's not his anyway. So what's the simcha? Why is he putting them out on pesach on a separate table? What can we learn from this maril? There's a very well known tasha on the haggadah. We know that connected arba banim dibra there's four sons and there's always the contrast between the Chacham and the Russia. If you look in the Haggadis and the, the Haggadis, you know, the pictures in it, they always make the very stark differences between the Chacham and the Russia. The Chacham is like looks like a Bentira with his payus and with his you know with his with his white shirt and his black pants, and the Russia is like this beatnik looking kid. It's interesting, I saw recently Rav Putner used to say. Chastam as a, as an aside, ben Agea So a lot of Rabbeim and yeshivas in elementary schools, they sort of began to paint Esav you know, through the eyes of the Hasidish rabbis. If you look through the Rabbi Shatiris on, on Esav, you know, they just, they don't make Esav into this really bad person. Esav was a tzaddik Amr. Asov was the, the son of, 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 of Yitzhak Avinu, and he wasn't, how could he be bad? And he was a tzaddik, and he was just, you know, he was a little, Maybe, you know, he had some mistakes. He wasn't perfect, but he took to say that he was... And, and Rabbeim started getting into this thing, you know, that they weren't painting Esau, they weren't painting Yishmael. They're not really bad, they're good, but they had a little problem. And Ravutner was very against this. Ravutner says that it's a big mistake that Machancha make. He says when children are young, you have to make foil characters. You have to contrast good and evil. They have to know that Yitzchak was a tzaddik and Yishmael was a Russia, That Yaakov is a tzaddik and Esav is a Russia. And if you start blurring the lines and you start, well, you know, they're pretty, they're almost the same, just not really this and that. Kids don't understand that. When they're older, then you could start darshning to them that Esav maybe was, you know, had nightless him and he was this. In fact, when you're young and when a child is young, you have to be mabdil between a tzaddik and a Russia. So you have in the Haggadah you have a Chacham and a Rasha Your Yerusha doesn't call him a, a Rasha, he calls it a Tipish because if you think about it a chacham, the opposite of a Chacham is not a Rasha the opposite of a Chacham is a Tipish chacham, chacham is a smart person what's the opposite of a smart person? a not smart person a, an evil person is not the opposite that's like a Tzadik and a Rasha a Chacham really should be counterbalanced by a by a tipish. That's how the Ushami puts it. But anyway, you see by the Rosha, by the son who's a Rosha, you see that he says a statement, and the Balagada jumps all over him for making the statement. What does he say? He says, Ma what is this for you? For you. And right away we pounce on him. Ooh, you said Lachem. not call And you have to say You are a terrible person, you're excluding yourself from society, it's not good. You're clearly labeled a Russia. But if you go back and you look at the Chacham, the Chacham also uses a very similar and The Chacham says. Eschem. Eschem is also, you know, unless you really want to get into the dictature by uh, you know, people that are into Diktok, they'll know the difference between Eschem and, and, uh, you know, and other Lashainites, but at least the Pshutesh mikra is that it's Eschem, it's you guys. What is this Edus and, and Mishpadu, what are these laws that you are doing? Not me. It didn't say I saw no. It doesn't say edus, bachuk, bachay, bachay. no, I saw no. that would have been a nice way to include himself. He said Eschem. And we treat him with kid gloves. He's the tzadik, he's the he's the I mean, nobody says boo to him, everybody's scared of him, and everything that he says is fine. Just, bachay, 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 bachay. What about where is our Goddaz? Where's the daughters? you know, vigilante streak. All of a sudden, that's, you know, he's like not, uh, he's not there. The balagoda gives him a free pass. The Roshah gets clobbered for saying such a statement, and the Chacham is wonderful. Somebody gave me last year a Haggadah Shal Pesach called Aitzi Mepfarshay HaHaggadah by the Machan Yerushalayim, the same, brought to you by the same people that brought us the green monster, you know, the Aitzi Mepfarshay Talmud. They bring us the Aitzim Afar Sheh it's an unbelievable work. It has every anything that you ever want to know about the Hagadah, you don't need any, it basically, it, it, it replaces need for all Haggadahs, because it basically tells you everything, everything that you ever want to know, every passion, every tarot is there. From, you know, from Rishayim all the way down to Breskirel, it's all there. And so, he asked this question, of course, how can you not ask this question? And he gives no less than 12 answers for this question. 12 answers for this one question. And they're all very good answers. They're all very, very good answers. But I want to give a 13th answer. And I don't, it, none of them say this. There are some that, that try to copy my Bart, but uh, they, didn't, they didn't really touch a Baruch Hashem. And I believe that there's some Emmas to it. The difference between a Chacham and a Rasha is not so much in the statement that they make. Yeah, they both maybe, maybe the Chacham taker could have used the nicer Lushen. Maybe if he'd have a second chance, he would have corrected his Lushen. But that's not really where we see the difference between a Chacham and a Rasha. The difference between a Chacham and a Rasha is really found in the context in which he's talking. The Lushen... Of the Russia, albeit similar to that of the Chacham, is very different, because the Russia says, "Ma'avida hazayis l'chem." Hazayis is a lashon of now. What is this lashon? What is this avaida that you guys are doing right now? I need to know what is this? What's going? What do I? What, meaning the context being right now, this is not what I want to do. They look at their parents, they look, they're sitting by the Seder and the Russian looks at his father and his mother and his grandparents, you guys are from the old generation, you guys don't even know how to turn on a computer, you have no idea what an app is, you have no idea what an iPhone is, you have no idea what an iPad is, you're not with it, you're not current, you don't know what's going on. Ma, vayda, this is not current, this is antique. This is something from the old in, from, from the old world, from Europe, from 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 the desert, from the Bible, from scriptures. This today is not valuable. It's not what we need. This is not going to do it for me. What does this do? Why? What do I need this for? Don't you know that this doesn't apply anymore nowadays? Sort of reminiscent of what Esau said when he wanted the nizid Adashim. and he was mevazah the Bechairah he was mevazah the, the the right of the firstborn, and also he says he Rashi says, what do I need this Abaydah for? There's so much einshem that's not in the game of me I don't want it. I just want I want the nizid Adashim. I want a I want to live in this world now. I don't want to worry about this Avedah, this Avedah right now is competing with my personal Taibas to live in the here and now. You guys are back in the olden days. My daughter always says, my little daughter, she always says, Kati, you were born in the olden days, right? She looks at like, you know, anything before she was born as being the olden days. That's the That's when people, everything was black and white back then, right? Everything It was always color of the world, it's just that we think that the world in the 1800s was black and white but that's how children children look at now is now, now is current and what you guys are trying to preach to me is not Negeah for me, it's the olden days and he's asking zeis lachem, right now it's not appealing to me right now this avayda I want to do other stuff contrast that with the chacham the chacham in the Torah when the Torah speaks about the, the question that the Chacham asks, it says, Ki The child will ask, not today. The child will ask, a Chacham asks with his mind, not on today, but on tomorrow. What does that mean, on tomorrow? What tomorrow means is, that a child that's a Rosha, a child that as the Ushalmi calls him a tipish, which is really more ap- more appropriate. Not so much he's an evil person. You can't call a Jewish child evil, regardless of you know what his philosophies are. All children are good, but he's a tipish. He's stupid because he's not understanding the gift that he has. If he has a father in front of him, and he has a father that's transmitting the Messiah and that's giving him over anything that he wants to know ask me and I'll answer you and you're thinking about now the Chacham is smart not because he has a, he did better on his IQ test and not because he's frummer. he's just smart because he has an understanding that there's a machah that there will be a tomorrow that there will be a day Rachmanu that you won't have a father, that a person's father will no longer be here to give you over the Messiah. and to be able to be madrich you, to be able to give you a derech in life, and to be able to miyayit with him. That's what a chacham is. A chacham is somebody that understands that I have to chaparain today because I understand it's kiyesholcha bincha machar lemar. There will be a machar and because of the mocha, the mocha is driving my today. A tippish doesn't understand, A tippish wants now, here, now, has to be my way, I'm not interested in the old mahalach, it's new, it's geschmack, it's now, it's with it, it's cool. Father is old, he doesn't get it, he doesn't understand me, never will. A chocham is somebody that looks to his father, looks to his mother, looks to his grandparents, and says, wow, here I have a link in the Messiah. It's not going to be here forever. I have to forget about the here and now and think about tomorrow. And with my eye on tomorrow, I have to hop today whatever I can, get as much of the Messiah as I can absorb like a sponge from the Dora That's the difference between a Chacham and a rosho or a Chacham and a tipish. There was once a a chasheva gathering of Rabbanim somewhere in America and three of the Gedei Le'adar were sitting together B'Chnufya, Rav Hutner and Rav Ruderman and Rav Taitz. Rav Hutner we know is the of Chaim Berlin Rav Ruderman, Roshiva of Neh Yisrael Taitz Many of you know him if you were if you learned in JEC or if you uh, if you grew up in Elizabeth or in the Valgalo, the areas around Elizabeth. Rabbi Titz was famous. Rabbi Titz, Levacha, was a first of all he's a guy in learning. He was a baki, Kalatayakula. He was a Talmud of the Ragged He published many of the Svarim of the Ragged How many people can even read a Ragged Let alone work on writing up his Ksavim. But he also founded a major Kehillah in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And he was basically, he was the, the shalit over the whole Elizabeth. All the shuls were his shuls, all the rabbanim were his rabbanim, all the deists were his deists. It was, it was mamish like a Kehillah, like there used to be in Europe. And they were discussing an interesting halacha, but a fact that there's a, a strange irony in the halachas of Hilchus Ovel that if you would ask somebody, what's a bigger tragedy? For a father to lose a son, <speaking in Hebrew> or for a son to lose a father, <speaking in Hebrew> which is the bigger human tragedy? It's no bigger tragedy than if a parent loses a child. parent losing, losing a child is, is, is heartbreaking there's nothing like it Yeah, you raise your child and you love your child and you give and then all of a sudden the child is gone and the, chi- and the parents they, sometimes it breaks them and they never get over it people 50 years later they can't they can't stop being misabble over this child the child which loses the parents also heartbreaking but that, that's the way that's the Teva Elam Teva ilam is that there's a Dar for Dar but you would think that in the Hilchas Avelos there would be much greater import on the Avelos and the length of the Avelos and on the severity of the Avelos. The Chaimah Avelos you would think would be much greater when a parent loses a child more than when a child loses a parent. But yet they were being metamed. These three Anashim Gedolim were sitting around and discussing why is it that the son who loses a father, who loses a mother, Rachman is misabel for Yud Beis Chaydesh, twelve long months. And yet, if a parent loses a child, it's Slishim Yaim. Such an ironic halachic mystery. And Rav Hutner, with his with his deep penetrating insights, immediately said, "I think I know the pshat, or I know I know the pshat." Probably said. And he said that the pshat is that it is in fact a great tragedy when a parent loses a child. But when a child loses a parent that is the ultimate tragedy. He says because when a child loses a parent there's so much that's lost. He says nifter hamechanich, a person's rebbe. Father's a Rebbe, the Machaneth, the educator, the person that brought up a child, if it's teaching him Aleph, if it's teaching him Chumash Rashi, teaching him a Mishnah, teaching him Gemara, teaching him Adracha, gone. Nifter HaMeira Derech, Umayven HaShmua, person that gave you advice, that gave you direction, that guided you, that steered you for every day since you were a child, that's lost or the passing of a parent. Nifter es ha The Messaira. What he saw at his home. What, his, what your grandparents did. What your great-grandparents did. The minhogim, The hadracha, the ashkafa. All of that, when a father is Nifter, it's all gone. You don't have that anymore. The break in the Missairah that a parent where the loss of a parent that's suffered by a child is unparalleled in Hilkas Havelos. Not necessarily in the emotional attachment, but in terms of the objective loss to an individual who loses that parent. There is nothing to compare that loss to because the whole chain of Klai Yisrael is dependent on the mesira from a father to a child. And from a mother to a child and when that is broken when that's severed that is Rachman, the ultimate cause for Avelis. that's Yud Beis Haydash there's a whole simen in Chayadam in Sefer Chayadam Chayadam is one of the great Halacha Svarim. It was it's that in the Kitzer Shulchan Aruch, you know, with the, in terms of popularity, every Jewish house, you know, regardless, every Orthodox Jewish house has a kitzer. And if they don't have a kitzer, they should. And if they don't have a kitzer, they have a Chayadam, or they should. Chayadim is one of the main. Rav Avram Danzig was a mechutin with the Vilna He lived in that Skufa. and he writes a whole siman and uncharacteristically, the Chaya Adam is very marif, and he says, a whole shmuz, and a whole, he says, you should shut the mouth, says Reb of those liars, who say that you don't need to be type to your parents, I don't have to thank my parents, Why? Because they had me for Anas Atzma. Everybody has that. Everybody wants children because they want children. They want children. They want, children. They want to have their 2.2 2. 2 children. And they want to have, you know, it's part of the, the family life. It's part of the structure. They did it for themselves. They did it for me. They had Anas Atzma in mind. Aye, but they raised me. They fed me. They, no, that, animals do that also. Animals also raise their young. Animals also give food to their young. So Why? why I owe not to my It's a joke. Why do I? Why do I have to not get to my parents? Er sheker says the Chayyadim. You have to shut the mouths of those liars. He says they should be quiet, as it says, "Tal sifse You should be an Elaine. The mouth of a liar should be shut. Pesach because they are made about themselves. Taka that they are taka behemoths this is a this is not, this isn't a Archis Sadiqim, it's not it's mamish. Uh, this is Alocha uh, Sefer, and he's bringing a whole Shmooz over here. He says, if you're, the Chacham say, if you're Kaifer bet Haibasa Shelchadeirai, you're going to be Kaifer bet Haibasa Shel Hashem. And then he says, he says, and I have no doubt that if anyone speaks like this about their parents, that they're Kaifer. If anybody speaks about their parents that they they don't I don't owe them anything I'm kafri taiva against them I owe them a big fat zero they did it for themselves they're, they're, and and the fact that they fed me I don't owe them and that's like behemoths do that also every worm does that they're they're their kaifrim beikur the they're kaifrim says a chayodim. And the reason for that is because if you don't have to have a type to your parents, then by extension you won't have a type to the Rabbani A I saw in a sefer that there's a Kabbalah from the base Brisk, from the house of Brisk. There's a Kabbalah about this Chayadam. The Chayadam, who was he talking to? What was the... Why would he say all this? Well who's he who's he addressing? You know, there's always a... you know sometimes I give a shmuz and somebody comes over to me and says, Were you addressing anybody? Was there was there like a reason why you gave them? No, not really. But the Khayadam was addressing the Khayadam was addressing something. And the Messiah in Brisk is that he was addressing the Zeitgeist, the spirit of the times of the Khayadam the times of the Gra, and afterwards in Europe. There was terrible Haskalah. What was the Haskalah movement all about? Haskalah where there were maskilim that we used to go and find in the best of yeshivas, the really the top guys, the juicy, you know, catches of, of the, the, with the good brains and the good heads. And they would try to chop them and they would try to bring them over to the dark side and try to make them break away from their parents their parents were their messiah and their Menhogim and their Yiddishkeit and their Frumkite they wanted to tear them away and how did they do that? You can't just take a good boy and tear him away you have to first give him some lumdus. so the lumdus that they were feeding these boys in Yeshiva was you don't owe anything to your parents, it's a new day and age it's the dawn of a new civilization you're the Pepsi generation, you're a new dar you don't need those old fuddy-duddies, they're just, you know, they don't get you they don't understand you. What do you need them for? They, they the old Sata. You don't know even all the Sata. Just never kiss them goodbye, and that's it. Forget about them. Start fresh. Go and go and do your own thing. Ma avaida zeis lachem. Now, now is the time to make that break. You don't need that old avaida. It's not so much it's lachem. It's It's the zeis. It's now, you don't need that, it's a different time, it's a different kufa and so It's not gaya, it's not relevant. That was the olden days. And the chayyadim had to give a musr shmuz, a real musr shmuz against this, this, this way of thinking. Because this was really very prevalent. This was the tipish, this was a tipshis that was spreading through Europe. In those times, which would only get worse, the Chavetz Chaim was makir tied to a certain yid. Not a chashr regular ba'albatish, not a non he would stand up when he came into the room, he was always makir type and they asked him why, what's so great about him? He says, because I was in a certain yeshiva when I was a youngster, says the Chavetz the Chaim, when he was a youngster, You know, we think of the Chavetz Chaim because he was left there in 1933, so he was like, you know, he was sort of like in our generation, but he wasn't, he was born in 1833. Or 1830, so depending on different gear size, but he died when he was very, so he was born all the way in the early 1800s. You're going way back. He was nifter like 30 years. He was born 30 years after the, the Vilna Gain was nifter, 33 years after. It's not that long It's Kufa The Chavat really spanned a very, very long Kufa back. And he said, when I was a little boy in Yeshiva in the, in the mid-1800s, says there were masculine that were all over me. I was a smart boy. I was a good boy. I had a good head. And they were trying to chat me. And I was buying into it. The Chavetz Chaim said I was almost there. They almost had me. Can you imagine? Had the Chavetz Chaim, Achman gotten gechap, we it, 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 it would not look like we do. At all. And the Chavetz Chaim said "There's one guy about a Boston in town, or maybe there's another buffer in yeshiva, I don't remember, but he said get out of this yeshiva. You have to run. Go to a different place. Just run as far as you can. Go to another. You should get away because you're about to get gechap. I listened to him, and because of him, I am who I am today. There was a very strong ruach in Europe, of ma'abedah zayis <laughs> It's a new generation. You don't need this stuff. It's a new dar. It's not relevant. They are old. You're new. They're 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 antiquated. You're fresh. You're modern. You're current. You're hip. You don't need that. And the chacham chaps, <laughs> what a tippish can chap that that's ridiculous, that's a lie. There's a messiah and call yourself. The old generation, they have it right. We're the ones that have it wrong. We're the ones that need the old generation to be meyer And the meyer shebeim said, if you don't do it now, you're not going to have it because there's a macher. And a chacham understands ki yisholcha bincha machar Always have an eye on tomorrow and chaparain today. That's the aside of the Haggadah. The Haggadah is you're sitting by Tata, you have to chaparain. Listen to what he's saying. Listen. And a lot of you might be thinking, that's true for the mashkiach. Because the mashkiach has a very Cheshavah father who's here today, Baruch Hashem. He could give you all a Messiah. He was born in Würzburg. He has the whole nine yards. But, you know, we don't all have that father like you have. So I'll tell you another khayadam. The khayadam in this same simon says that regardless of who your father is, you have to look, Kibben Abayim demands, that you have to look at your parents as if they were g'dayle hadar. That's the lashon of the look it up yourself. You have to find something special about your parents and be of them that they are miyuchad Edrei, They are the greatest in this in this department. Whatever it may be, every person's parents—they don't have to be bigger. Some could be gevuldig and chesed. Some people were great parents. They used to, you know, just always be good to me. Or they're very smart. Or they're very from. Or they're very good to other people. Or they're they're good husbands. Good wives whatever it is. Find one detail that you could really admire and look up to them, their Erlachkeit. Look up to them. They are the Giday Adar. If you look at them like man, nah, I, lo- I know more than they do. I learned Yeshiva a hundred times many more hours than they would ever learn in a hundred years. You know, what do I owe oh, you know? The Chayadim says you have to get that out of your head. A parent is a God Adar. Every parent. Regardless, they can be Mechal HaShabbos. But there's a Chashivas to every single parent. They have what to give you. They have Aches to give you. They have Adrocha to lend you. They have chachma to bestow upon you. They have Brachas that they could share with you. Whatever it is, you have to squeeze out whatever you can. Because there's going to be a Macher. It's not going to last forever. And you have to chaparain. Ki There's a Macher. And with the eyes to the Makr you have to, at the seder, make sure to appreciate what you have. Don't take it for granted. Don't wait. Share and listen and hop and absorb. That's the seder. That's the whole Avayda Salayla. It's sitting, not with, put all your notes away, put all your briskitira away, and just listen. Listen. Listen to the Messiah, listen to the stories, listen to the Medrashim, listen to the personal life experiences and appreciate. Don't think that it's second rate, I wish I was somewhere else. If you're zaycheh to be by your parents, then appreciate it. Because there's a macher, And that's what a chacham does. Recently, I was speaking to a big time chacham. We were speaking about a Shiloh. Whatever the Shiloh has been Igea, was, Ben a Shalom Bayis. I was preparing for one of my Shalom Bayis uh, Wednesday vaden. And uh, you know, there's a halachic Shiloh, if your parents are fighting with your wife. You know, if you're if you're married and your parents are are, are you know they're bickering, your parents. And you know, what do you do? You know, you sit there in the middle and you're playing ping pong between you know watching. Watching your parents say one thing to your wife, and your wife says something back to your parents, and like, you know, what do you do? Anyway, there's a ganze, there's a ganze big machoikas, had to deal with it exactly, still not so pasha, but anyway, this person says, as Tamu told me, he says, you know, my parents were nifter. He says, before your parents are nifter, you don't appreciate the sensitivity of kibir Aveim you take it for granted you know they're, they're around and I'll, I'll, I'll ask them a later and you know, I'll take my wife's and I'll pounce on them and I'll you know whatever you play the game and he says after you lose your parents he says you appreciate Kibir Avim and you long for the mitzvah and you cherish the times the memories that you had that you did the right thing and you and you you, you kick yourself so hard for those times that you did not do the right thing it's different, you know when you have parents versus you don't have parents it's altogether the Shilos you look completely different at the Shilos and I think that that might be the tshuva that's given to the, the Chacham the Afat HaEmer like Yilches HaPesach you tell him aloches <laughs> lepesach, a and after pasach You don't. There's no dessert afikomen. We use it in you know our vernacular. We call the, the matzah we eat afikomen, but really, what afikomen means dessert. There after the carbon pesach, the time of the pesach has to stay in your mouth. There's no dessert. There's no afikomen. There's no. There's after pesach. This is what you tell the chacham. There's no afikomen. And I think that that's really what we're saying today. The chacham chaps this is the holy site of a Chacham. A Chacham understands, or at least the father is reminding him. Listen to what I'm saying now. You think that there's going to be a Macher. There's no Macher. Listen as if there's no Afi Sometimes, you know, you're eating and you're always in the back of your mind. You think, oh, this is the main. I'm going to save some room because there's a dessert. Let's say I tell you there's no dessert. Then you're going to appreciate the main because, you know, you want to fill up. And that's what we tell a Chacham. There might not be a dessert. There is no dessert. Pretend, B'Shaz, that you're listening to your father talking. B'Shaz, that you're being Neneh from the carbon pesa from the Zevah Chagah Appreciate it now. Don't wait for the dessert. There might not be a dessert. This is now. You're living now with an eye on Lamachar. Don't assume anything. Assume nothing. And just be appreciative now of what you're doing with the mitzvah halailah, there's no afikayman you can't think about the afikayman. that's what a, a tippish does. A tippish thing is always going to be a tomorrow, I can always make up, I'll always be a. No, 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 there's no macher. There's no macher. You have to do the right thing, and you have to listen, you have to chaf now in the living years, because you never know. Getting back to the question that we started with about the Maril, the Maril's Minig was that he would leave Mashkainis by the table. Mashkainis, he would, he would, all the Mashkins, the beautiful Mashkins of the Gayim, he would keep by the of the table. And we asked why? What does that do? How is that Mashapra the Seder? It's not yours. Is an Indian to borrow stuff from other people, but it's not mine, what, 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 what anah is there? But I think that there's a very important musr in these mashkainas because what a mashkin is, a mashkin is something that's not mine, I have to give it back. It's on temporary loan. Something that's on temporary loan is altogether different than something that I own. If I own a watch, I take it for granted, every day I use it, it might be a very nice watch, but it's mine, so I use it, I take it for granted. If you lend me a watch and I have to give it back in three days so I'm going to really like I'm going to show it off I'm going to appreciate it because I know that it's temporary. And Maril I believe is teaching us the sight about the whole mitzvah layloh that you have to look at all the mitzvah layloh like it's a mashkin. It's not forever. It's not forever. It's on temporary loan. The fact that you have a mitzvah shem you'll have a beautiful seder and you'll have a father and you'll have a mother or you'll have a grandparent or you'll have friends, you'll have rabbi and whatever it is whoever your zaycheth to sit around and stay their table with or your in-laws it's on temporary loan this is not something that's forever you think that you could it's a snapshot that will be there for all time it's not it's something that's very temporary it's something that you have to appreciate and the mitzvah halayla demands that you are on the edge of your seat being safe, being able to absorb all the Messaira. Everything. Because it's, it's not forever. I think that that's why we wear a kitol. If you look in the Baitsam of Harsha you'll find a hundred reasons why, why the Minig is by many to wear a kitol. And one of the major reasons, Begad Mason, to remind yourself it's not forever. And you'll excuse me for being morbid, but this is what the Paiskim say. It's a begged mesem, It's not forever. There's a temporary... There's a shelf life to the Seder. It's going to expire someday. And you have to make sure to around. It's something that when you're young, we don't always do because we think that we're young and everything is young and everything is going to stay forever. But it doesn't. The best story about Seder night, I say it every year in one, in one form or another, is from Rav Schwab. Rav Schwab did not... His minig really, the akashun it was not to wear a kittel, But he decided at one point in his life that he wanted to adopt the minig to wear a kittel. He felt it would frame the Seder in a more dignified manner. And his son writes an article about him after he was nifter, about, about Arab Shwab. And his son describes one night, one Seder night that his brothers and his sister were they drank a little bit too much wine of the Dalat Kaisvis and as kids do, they you know, got a little giddy and they got a little bit, you know, they were a little, little wild and they weren't really in the mood, I guess, for, for, for a deep, heavy Seder. And he says that my father, Rav Schwab, he says he grabbed his lapels, the lapels of his kittel and he says the following Russian He says... In this kito, I will be buried. I'm going to be buried in this kito. We are now in the midst of a great abeidah of Lel Pesach. This requires Yeroshamayim and no jokes. That's the aside of Pesach. The Asayid of Seder night, the Abaida of Achacham is tachat. That in this kittel I will be buried. This is not forever. This is a mashkin. I'm going to give you the Messiah, but don't think that it's going to be lasting forever. There will be a machar. And machar, you will be floundering, you will be begging, you will be wishing, you will be hoping. Why didn't I? I could have, but I didn't. Because I was too busy with the Zeiss. And I wasn't thinking about machar. And the avayda of a Chacham is machar. That's what makes him a Not so much the Lashen of Esthem versus Aisanu. Forget the dictum. What makes you a Chacham is the eyes on Machar versus the eyes on zeis. That's the whole thing. And that is the aside of Seder night. Chapping, chapping, chapping. Being able to absorb, being able to appreciate, living in the moment because understanding that it might not be forever there's a letter that Rav wrote I don't know who he wrote it to didn't make it into the book but he writes like this on the night of Pesach a person should act with holiness and with fear with awe Vilasmayach and also to be happy b'mitzvahs shezacha Hashem aysano b'layla all the beautiful regal mitzvahs that the Rebbeinu bestowed upon us this holy night. Mitzvahs ha'seichel kiddush u'mitzvahs ha'seichel achilas mappsu u'mitzvahs maror v'dalad kaisus amirus halo. i And going to listen to Rebbe Kiviger. Ach bitnai. You have to be careful. Make sure to have the right shiurim. Don't stint on the shiurim. Don't say, oh, I'll just have a little bit of matzah. And I'll, that's, that's not the mitzvah. You have to know the shiurim. You have to measure it out. You have to know what the proper shiur is and eat the proper shiur. You have to have the right shiurim. People spit it out and they throw it under the table. You have to eat the mara. If you can't eat the real marri, or you can't eat the the, the sharp marri, eat the romaine lettuce. But you need a shear. So Rebbe Kivager, he says. And if you don't eat the shear, you lose the whole mitzvah. You don't have the mitzvah. There's no mitzvah. You need the shear. Ula Daiti, Misha Yeshloim Mayach B'Kad says, if you have a brain in your head, Rebbe Kivager talking. U'maimin B'Terus Hashem and you believe in the Yochos Hashem, how dare you not have mercy on your soul? If you have a brain in your head, you realize that it's a once a year mitzvah. How many times am I going to get to do this mitzvah? How many more Pesachs am I going to get to do this mitzvah? Not just that it's once a year, says Rabbi Bager. It's once a year. Right. No, why we think it's not a big hefset if we lose it? Because there's always next year's tashchenay dimo, tashchenay dalit, tashchenay hay. Plenty of time for me to chop this matzah. I'll try to do it right, but if I don't. Rabbi Kiviger is saying, "says no, no, Who told you? Who's whispered in your ear that you're going to get aruchas yam v'halavai? We should all be zayichet aruchas yam v'shanim. But Rabbi is saying, "Who says? Why are we so quick to assume things that are really foolish to assume? A assumes." A tipish is somebody that assumes and, and everything is good, everything is fine this is the way it's going to be, it's the way it always was A chacham is somebody that's mature It's a maturity Children believe that they're young forever A mature adult, people of your age bracket should be mature enough to realize that idea this is the aside of Pesach Pesach is a man of simcha if I'm on a dour note it's not because I'm trying to ruin your yontif I'm trying to make your yontif great the Iker simcha is being able to understand these yisaitas not to depress you but it's able to energize you and to motivate you and to excite you and to prepare you for the Yantif with the right eyes and with the right ears and with the right attitude to understand that this is life life is not permanent there is a Macher and if there's a Macher we have to understand that the Aveda of Seder night which is really an Aveda of Messeyrah and an Aveda of Chinuch and an Aveda of of Emunah and Deis and, and Hadracha and personal stories even if your parents know zero about so they don't know the Briskorov ever was ask them for a personal story if your grandparents are at the table and they survived the war whatever war it may have been ask them to tell you that talk to them listen to them, squeeze them <laughs> make sure that this Yontif is a real Yontif don't assume anything. Be a Chacham. Appreciate it. Understand that it's a Mashkin. Understand there's no Afi Understand that there's a Machar and the Machar might not be automatically what we always assume it to be. Don't wait till it's too late. Do it now. Make sure that this yontif is going to be the best yontif. Be in the right place. Spend time with the right people. And Chaperayim. Make sure to squeeze and to absorb and to listen and to respect and to help. It goes without saying if we're going home for Yantif, to help. Come home, you don't come home five, five minutes before Yantif with your, with your bag packed and you know, all your abaydah is to, to unpack your bag and to, and run to, run to the basement. A person has to help. There's a lot of work to be done at home. Cleaning the house, and lining the refrigerator, and self-cleaning the oven, and ushering Kalem, and shopping. It's a lot to do. Setting the table, making sure to clear, this, clear the table. Being nice to your parents, doing it with a smile, asking what more I could do for you. Being a mensch, being good to your siblings. All of these are, this is all a of the Aveydis of this is something that we have to do now. This is the Avedis Sayan. It's the Simcha. The greatest Simcha is when you appreciate, when you're living in the moment with an eye on tomorrow. That is when you can appreciate life. And that's the aside of the whole Lael time, the Lael Tesvav. And my bracha to all of you is the Yishri Zaycha, to a wonderful Chag Sameach, a beautiful yantiv a yantiv that you could really, really gain and grow. And you should be able to accomplish all the things that we spoke about today. And in Mitzvah Hashem, we should be zeicha to come back stronger for the next man with more achtas and more Yerusha more Kedusha, more Taira, all from the nourishment of the Le'el Tesvav, from the Mitzvah of our parents at the Seder. Have a good year <laughs>